the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast, the FA Cup semi-final special edition. Uh, I am Matthew and I'm joined by three gentlemen who are here in Pizza Express Baker Street, the venue of all venues, to talk about Palace's FA Cup semi-final this afternoon against Chelsea. Guys, introduce yourself. Luke, to my left. Evening. How are we doing? Evening? Evening. Evening. They might be listening to the evening, I'm having a good time, you know what I mean? Hi Luke, it's Kev. Uh, four boy, four beers in and can't even see straight, so I don't know how this is going to go. Oh, More so, but Ian Seabrook. How am I? There we go. Intro's fantastic, right? Let's hope it gets better from here on. So yeah, we're in Pizza Express Baker Street. We've chosen the place to uh, reside that is the, probably the busiest Chelsea pub uh, going. There's about 2,000 Chelsea fans there. The total that they will take to Wembley today. Uh, and we are here to talk about Palace at Wembley. Mate, what? Mate, Palace at Wembley? Come on, boys. Come on, the Palace. Can't believe it. My seventh trip to Wembley with Palace. I've been there when we won four. Seventh, Kev. Go, yeah. go on, tell Lost us, go on. Lost two and drawn one, which was the 3-3 Cup final in 1990. So I'm a lot older than you, but boys, I've got a good feeling about today. A very good feeling. Kev, you've been seven times, you win. I think I've been... Four maybe. That might be it. I've been three and I've been, yeah. I've been to the playoff final, the FA Cup semi and the FA Cup final. The FA Cup final, I'm not gonna lie, has scarred me a little bit. I'm a little bit hesitant about going back to Wembley tonight because that was the uh, the last game I went to Wembley and just everything about it, from the, the roar of Man United fans to seeing them lift the cup, that was uh, difficult. So, they always say that Wembley isn't a place for losers, and it's hope Palace can come out victorious today. Well, look, Palace are there, right? So it's not a place for losers. Ian, how many times have you been? I think I've only been once with Palace, I was just trying to think about that. I went to the playoff final against Leicester when we lost, when Steve Claridge scored in the last shin one. He shinned one, shin didn't one. he? After we just had a chance up the other end. He shinned it. Yeah. And they were about to bring the goalkeeper on, weren't they, for penalties? Yeah. The big goalkeeper for Zioko Kalak. Mate, I'm not even going there. But listen, listen, today is our day. We've followed the same routine as we did in 2016. We're in Pizza Express. Our dear mate John Collison is in Pizza Express. And I'm not even going to say about the text you sent. Bang out of order. But I'm leaving it at that. I've got the same suit jacket on as 2016. I'm looking sharp. Corporate entertainment. Whereas you boys are looking a little bit... Yeah, Kev, Kev, you're, you're dressed for a mix of corporate and the building site. We are, we are dressed to go in the stands, right? So look, guys, look, on all seriousness, the man's taking our plates. Yes, please. Thank you, top man. So look, Kev's had three Corona tops. We're, we're laughing. Um, Lou's got today, today, right? What what we thinking? Because it's, it's a difficult game for Palace. You know, we're playing Chelsea, but we've got a mixed record against recently. We've... To be fair, I, th- I thought actually, Kev, we were talking earlier, and I thought we'd had a better record more recently in the games that we played them than we have. But historically, in the Premier League, Palace have a, a not bad record against Palace. The, the, uh, against Chelsea, sorry. The one thing I think of is that we've never been overawed by what is you know one of the bigger teams in the Premier League. And I, I'm, I'm feeling positive about today. What about you? Matt, I think it's a fair call. I mean, first game of the season, what, we were 4-0 over their place. And uh, we weren't great. But let's be honest, first game under Patrick... So I'm not going to, you know, read into that too much. I think the important thing is, is when we played them at our place, I think they scored in the 90th minute, Ziyech, I think, 
from a cross ball. Um, so I, I think we've got a good chance. And the, the key thing, without wishing to sound too nostalgic, is cup final is, you know, or cup semi-final, as it is, as we know, is it's a one-off. You know, let's be honest, they were outstanding on Tuesday night against Real Madrid. But they lost the game and they played 120 minutes. So you just never know. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident about today. And uh, if it goes by anything on the fans we've seen on uh, Jubilee line... I think we're definitely up for it. Right, there's, there's <laughs> Palace everywhere. There is absolutely. I mean, we are, we have chosen the one place where Chelsea are, but there's not many of them in comparison to all the Palace I've seen everywhere, from where I live all the way up to London Bridge and onwards. Uh, it's, 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 it's it's set up to be a great day, isn't it? The sun's out. The Palace are at Wembley. Luke, what are you saying? Well, one thing I would say is obviously the first game of the season. I think it was 16th of August or 15th of August we played them. <laughs> There's an argument to be made that the Palace squad hadn't necessarily been assembled at that point there, so it was almost, almost a bit of a bit part thing. Obviously, I think Yosha Madison um, only played about sort of I know half an hour or so. He came on sort of the last 20 minutes or so of that, of that game. Um, but look, Palace are a different proposition from that first game of the season. That's for sure. We've certainly grown as a football club. The second half of the season was certainly pushed on. And look, I. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm hesitant about this. I, part of me sort of thinks, you know, this keep it respectful. And this, this, if we Palace are going to lose, let's hope we don't lose four or five sort well, of thing. Well, let's but, not get too many against them. Let's not batter them four or five, maybe. Exactly. Maybe that's right. Let's, let's make sure we don't rub their faces into it too much. But for me, I'll put money on it, so I've got, I'll go on a 2-1 Palace for me. 2-1 Palace, go on. It's 2-1 Palace for me. Um, before we go to Ian, I, I do think the pressure is all on Chelsea. No disrespect. Obviously, if they don't... If they don't get a result today, they, they're not going to secure any silverware this year. And uh, I, I, I have no under, I'm under no illusion. I think Tuchel was a great manager, but the pressure is all on them. And actually, I think that plays to our advantage today. So I'm going 2-1 Palace, as we were in 2016 against Watford. As, as, the, as the fire service go past, I think the pressure carries on you to finish that beer, mate. Before we go for Wembley. So look, Ian. <laughs> Listen, my wife might be listening. I don't want her to think I've drunk too many. Big shout to Kev's mum as well because she will definitely be listening. Big up Kev's mum. Big up Kev's mum. Big up Kev's mum. Ian, how are you feeling about today? Absolutely buzzing. I cannot wait to you see. You look here, mate. You look here. I come all this way. Is that him looking buzzing? Just looking forward to seeing Yossi Ben Ayoun. Massive Yossi fan. <laughs> yeah, Yossi Ben Ayoun. Massive fan. Looking forward to seeing him. Come all the way. Got my scarf. Got my. Uh, half and half scarf. Can I have your shirt, please? Sign. Yeah. It's going to be a good day. I think Mark Hughes is playing as well, isn't he, mate? <laughs> look, look, Palace are, you know, notoriously good at Wembley, right? We have seen that the, the, the fans have been preparing the Wembley Stadium last night, which is absolutely brilliant. And, you know, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. You know that we get here. It's good in Pizza Express. It's going to be brilliant at Wembley. Oh, look. One thing I always say is that Palace are underdogs today, no matter what, aren't they? and I think that plays into our hands. There's going to be 38,000 Crystal Palace fans there. There's going to be red and blue balloons everywhere. There's going to be beer everywhere. Everyone's going to have a good time. Look, no matter the result, it's going to be a great day out for Crystal Palace. Let's just hope it is the right result. And I've got a feeling, I've really got a feeling, it is going to be a good day for Crystal Palace. That's, Come on, the Palace! That's the thing, though, isn't it, brother? It is that like a day out, right? And I, I kind of feel a bit conflicted on this because I'm absolutely loving the fact we're here going to Wembley but it does feel a bit strange going to Wembley for a semi-final it's like the Watford game right I wouldn't take it back but it does feel slightly strange going to Wembley for a, for a semi-final and it does feel like today is the final and I don't want it to be Palace's final I want us to get back there a few weeks time to, to have the final against Liverpool 
Well, Matt, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be old enough, obviously, in my 50s, to know what 1990 felt like at Villa Park. Uh, the 4-3 at Villa Park, having been beaten 9-0 that season and 2-0, was an unbelievable day. April the 8th, 1990, just over 32 years ago. What was the weather like? The weather was sunny. It was a sunny day <laughs> in, and even when we went 1-0 down, we scored within 30 seconds at the start of the second half. Mark Bright straight from the restart. What was the as, barometric as pressure? As John Motson said. I don't know about that, my friend. I can't even. I don't <laughs> you even know really what there, were you? I was there, mate. I was there, but not in not in that air level. I, 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 I'll argue it was more fair than sunny. Yeah. Uh, all right, more fair than sunny. We'll take fair. But when, when Alan Pardew, <laughs> when Alan Pardew scores in extra time, no one cares, mate. At the, at the end of the day. A wonderful day for Crystal Palace. I was then able to go to the 1990 FA Cup final, our first FA Cup final. And that day, and this is what today's important about, I said to two, I said to a little girl today at seven on the station, you know what, red and blue balloons, you look to see what today's all about. We'll have 32,000 balloons minimum and the rest come kickoff time. And Crystal Palace set the tone in 1990 for what modern cup finals look like with colour. And I'll tell you what, there's no better feeling and there's no better observation than red and blue. And let me tell you, if you're a Palace fan listening to this before kickoff or after kickoff, just make sure you take it all in. Because when we put those balloons out of there, it's going to look fantastic. And then her mum said, stop talking to that weird man. No, I, 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 think, I think you're right. Miller Yenak said in the um, when Eagle was there, documentary that nobody beats Palace in the stands at Wembley that's a fact and I think that'll be a fact today you know look Chelsea will be there no doubt in numbers but nobody beats Palace at Wembley the atmosphere is going to be fantastic the um the day's going to be fantastic and let's hope we get a fantastic result as well and careful finishes beer and we'll go to Wembley eventually eventually we'll, look, we'll be back with you for post-match reaction let's hope for a positive Palace performance today whatever the result it's all about the Palace today it's all about the day out and it's all about the Six Point Podcast guys on the Palace <laughs> see you back after full time take care on the Palace Hello and welcome back to part two of the Six Pointer Podcast. We are live from the Wembley Concourse, uh, block 128, block 129. I think we're in 129? Uh, no, 131, are we? Don't mate, I have too many beers to know what a block <laughs> I am, but yeah, we're in, we're in a block, that's what it matters. And we're here live from the Wembley Concourse. The atmosphere is absolutely rocking, bruv. Having a good time, mate. There's, there's real ale on tap, which is mate. quite nice. I mean, we've got a couple of pints of courage, which is my favourite. So, enjoying that, we've got people in just a hat, it's a sea of red and blue, there's balloons everywhere, there's red and blue everywhere, it is a party atmosphere here in the concourse. That's what it's all about, isn't it mate? Like we said, we've been to Palace, we've been as Palace fans to Wembley a few times, one hand we can count, and uh, you kind of save these days, and as Kev was saying earlier, you know, you bump into people like, you know, younger people who maybe this this is a bit of a norm for them in terms of coming to Wembley they've been here what three times in ten years but for us as people in their uh, <laughs> say, coming to the middle age we've been into Palace a number of times but they have been in later years or they've been like Wembley heart, uh, playoff heartache rather and um, 
it's quite a special occasion, right? You've got to savour these days. Nonetheless, a special occasion. If you've been here three times in the last 10 years or three times in the last 20 years, it does not matter, mate. Palace are at Wembley. It doesn't matter. No matter the, what the result, we know, like Emilio Yenak said, we're going to win it in the stands. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, team news is, is that obviously Joel Ward is starting in place of Nathaniel Klein. Yeah. Not quite sure what's going on there. Mitchell's starting as well. Um, Elise is on the bench as we expected. So it's AU um, Schlupp, is it? And Eze, Eze and Zaha. So Eze and Zaha, that's what we thought, yeah. So yeah, look, a strong team as expected. And also options off the bench. So come on, Palace. Mate, I can't wait. I can't wait. The, the, the sort of build up to this game is ridiculous. I mean, to, fair, to, to be fair, we came to this game a lot earlier than we all come to a Palace game. So the Can you sell? Can you sell? The build up to this game has been immense. We've lost Kevin Ian, they've gone into their seats. Well, we lost Kevin anyway, but, but we're, we're still done. here. They're trying to sell Palace merchandise 15 quid. <laughs> yeah, Wembley are flogging the living day out of this, but. Should we interview one of the ladies to see how she sleeps at night? Mate, I've got to say, we're here in the Wembley Concourse and all I can see is red and blue. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, mate. Red and blue everywhere. What a day. There's families, there's friends. Mothers, daughters, sons. Colleagues. Colleagues. Kev. We're here at Wembley in the Concourse. We're going to go out into the stadium in a minute. Mate, Soak it up. Up the palace. Oh, look at that. Up the palace. Up the palace. Hello and welcome back to the Six Points Podcast, part three of the very special uh, edition of the uh, pod, uh, the FA Cup semi-final edition, Palace at Wembley uh, against Chelsea. Uh, we're recording this the day after events, which is probably a good idea after the uh, amount of beer that we've had <laughs> by uh, the game itself. Um, but we're back, myself, Matthew, uh, Kevin, Hello. Hello, Matt. Good to see you, mate. I think that's a good call. Day on is mostly the best way to do it. Well done, mate. <laughs> Hi, mate. And uh, and Luke, as always. Hello. I'm always just pleased to see that Kevin can see straight again, which is, which is good <laughs> news. So. Hey, harsh. I'm not as smartly dressed tonight, though, boys, as I was yesterday, obviously. But there you Still go. Still got the boots on, though, Kev. Still got the boots on, huh? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> good stuff. So... Look, recording this a day later, so we know the result, uh, obviously, is that Palace lost 2-0 Wembley to, to Chelsea. Um, we'll talk through the game, uh, guys, but to kind of summarise, it, it wasn't quite the, the contest that we were hoping for. And I probably, if you spoke to a Chelsea fan, they, they'd probably agree with that. Um, it took a while to get going. I think, if I remember rightly, didn't we have the first chance? Wasn't that Czech Coyote effort from the edge of the box the first real chance of the game Kev. yeah absolutely Matt I think you're right I mean if you'd said to me nil nil at half time with us mostly creating the best chance in that first half I I would have taken that and I think you know although we were sat in different parts of the stadium I must admit at half time I thought well if we come out and you know give it a bit of a go second half who knows but uh, I think um, all that optimism Sort of disappeared quite quickly in the second half because I I did think we were pretty lacklustre and I know we want to raise the mood but um, I, I I was surprised just how um, I wouldn't say negative but I just we we didn't seem to have a plan B and I think when Mateta went off about 
10, 11 minutes into the second half. I don't know if he was injured, but we just didn't seem to have that penetration. And I think we know Connor was obviously not able to play. And I think it changes the way we play quite a lot. But that was just my high level view. Luke? I, it was just tactically, I think that, you know, we tried to match Chelsea um, with the five at the back. Obviously, Czech dropping in between the, 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 the defenders there and Wardy and, and Mitchell pushing up almost to play that sort of wing-back sort of role, which I, d- I don't really have an issue with. I think Joel Ward's probably the best, one of the best crosses of the ball that we have. So I understand him playing wing-back, but probably a bit harsh on Nathaniel Klein to be dropped. But um, yeah, they make no mistake about it. Chelsea were able to figure us, figure us out, weren't they? And tactically outdid us uh, as much as we nullified them in the first half. And it was pretty much a, a non-event in that in that first half, apart from Czech's effort, really. Um, yeah, the second half, they came out and, and did what they needed to do. And, you know, that they can make the changes that, that we can't make, the quality that they've got in depth. Um, you know, the fact they could bring Ruben Loftus-Cheek off the bench for Kovacic on, what was it, 25 minutes or something it was. Um, and his 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 appearance um, was was almost the 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 pivotal point in the game, really, wasn't it? Um, given the fact that he was he was instrumental in the first half, but then had the, the main effort in the in the second, which um, the whole game pivoted on. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we we seemed to huff and puff in the first half, maybe as Chelsea did a bit, and I think the the, the free kick, if I remember rightly, from the left, as a knocked it in, ball comes out to check and he hits a sort of a half volley, was it? Um, keeper makes a save and then Anderson, who is actually offside by this point, then hits the post. And kind of at that point, you had a bit of faith. I think that was like 25 minutes in or so, I want to say. Um, and I had a bit of faith. And then I remember also there was a Chelsea attack. Was it Havertz with one of the worst dives you'll ever see? He got booked, <laughs> didn't he? He did right. get booked for simulation, yeah. And I think uh, I saw some of the commentary today and they said it was one of the worst dives. It was, it was, you know, I think they actually said it was blatant cheating and it was naughty. Uh, but, yeah. you know, it, 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 it is what it is, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, I don't actually think we should gloss over that, Kev, because, you know, I think that's uh, almost a, a sign of the fact that we were frustrating Chelsea. They had, had to sort of know, know themselves at that sort of level, a team of that sort of quality that had to sort of result to, to, to cheating. There's, there's no two ways about it, is it? Diving is cheating. You know, the fact that he saw Mark Gage and their leg there and thought that, you know, I'll, I'll go over on that, albeit the contact would have been outside of the box, um, just shows how much we frustrated Chelsea in that first half, that they had to resort to that sort of level. Yeah, fair point. Kev, Kev you touched upon it. Second half came around pretty quickly there on. And, um, yeah, we did make a change early on, which isn't very sort of Vieira-like, is it, Luke? Tactical change, as far as I understand it. You know, obviously, AU came on... Um, for, for, for Jean-Philippe and, and we went up the two up the front but AU obviously <laughs> quickly went to, to, to the left-hand side or the right-hand side whichever way you're looking at it um, when, when Tekkers came on and I think that Patrick Bier almost rectified his mistake there by, by bringing on Benteke because he soon realised by taking off JPM that you lost our own real outlet um, especially when you've got five at the back you almost once you nullify Chelsea you nullify Palace attacking intent you know that what we've been so good at this season is, is sort of have that have that almost free flowing attack. We, we we didn't have that. Um, we were too concentrating on Chelsea yesterday um, and not concentrating on ourselves enough, and really removed that um, element from our game. I thought um, so. That would be my one uh, criticism of, of the tactical game yesterday. 
can I can I ask Kev? I ask you what you think about this, Wilf, at Wembley yesterday. His chance, another chance to sign a shine. He must. He had a very quiet game for Wilf, didn't he? Matt, I, I think you're right. I think I heard a few Palace fans, you know, let's be honest, a lot of Palace fans yesterday, I think, were mostly frustrated without being, you know, we, we went mostly with hope as opposed to expectation. Um, but at halftime, I thought we would get, would have a go at them. You need people like Wilf to shine in that sort of situation, particularly when you haven't got a, the energy of Conor Gallagher yesterday. I, I, I don't think Wilf's body language was poor, but he just didn't seem to get in the game. And, you know, you need him. And, and I think when he's then not a threat, we, we just seem to lack that anything. And, and I have to say, you know, Loftus-Cheek takes his goal well. It gets a deflection, but it's still a good goal. Let's be honest, that comes from a mistake, a very rare mistake by Mitchell, which gives the ball away to Chelsea and they get behind us. But, you know, even then, when we went one down, I thought, right, Wilf will now turn it on. He will really get in amongst them. And, and, I did, he, he didn't go missing. He just never never came to the party. And I, I was very surprised, Matt, actually. And, um, and I think that's why when the game finished, I think a lot of Palace fans were just, you know, I've, I've seen Palace at Wembley eight times. It's the first time I've ever not seen a score a goal at Wembley. And to not have our fans celebrate at Wembley, at least a goal going in, is gutting, really gutting. And, and I needed Wilf to show up last night. And you're right, I don't think he, sh- I don't think he sh- showed up. Shoe up. He didn't show up for the big day, the big day, which was a real shame for him. And I think a lot of Palace players last night would have looked at that and thought, damn, that's a real opportunity missed to have a go on. Yeah, I think show up, shoe up. I think Kev, uh, Kev but, but Wolf didn't have his shoes on yesterday. <laughs> Maybe that's where you were coming from on that. But no, I think I think Wolf cut a frustrated figure yesterday. I think tactically, again, going back to that, he was up front there with Mateta playing that two up front. And I I don't think Wolf works for the middle, especially with the whip for Wembley. You know, Wembley's a big pitch, certainly a lot bigger than what we've got at Sellhurst. It was crying out having someone like AU or, or Wilf or Elise, you know, hugging that touchline and being able to really affect Chelsea in that way. And again, goes back to what I was saying before, we were too concerned with nullifying Chelsea to concentrate on ourselves and what we could do to impact on the game. Um, so, look, a lot of people are rightfully... Um, Upset with Wilf, you know, for the way he behaved at the end of the game. I think there was a lot made of um, the fact that he sort of walked off the tunnel without even congratulating Chelsea players or, or acknowledging the fans, you know, who, who obviously, but we haven't talked enough about that yet, made the day yesterday. You know, like I said before we came on, on, on the podcast, don't let the football um, ruin a, a good day out of the football, you know, because it, it really was that way. You know, the, the day was fantastic. We had a great, a fantastic day at Wembley. Um, and it just wasn't the performance or, or, or the game that we wanted. But, um, yeah, I think people are a bit frustrated with the way that Wilf behaved um, yesterday after the final whistle. Um, perhaps could have shown a bit more appreciation to the fans. How did you see it, Matt, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I think Luke's touched on the point I was going to make, which is that I felt we were very narrow yesterday. And I think the Palace team... Um, dynamic with the players that we do have who can get the ball out to the touchline, stretch the the back four or five of the opposition uh, and sort of cause problems out, out wide, but then get the balls into the box when you have Mateta up there and then Lata Benteke gives you the, the the dynamic that we have to use that pace and to stretch the play and to, 
and to cause trouble, trouble in the midfield of all of the the big guys we do then have from from corners and free kicks as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure we play to our strengths yesterday, and I'm not singling out Wilf, but he is our star man, right? And and I think on those big games, you need the star man and and, and other associated players to to do the business. So it, it was a shame um, in 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 that respect. But you know, as as Luke's just said, anyone anyone who's listened to part one and part two of this will know so much of a good day we had. Like <laughs> the other sort of thirty seven thousand nine hundred fifty six Palace fans who um, who also I'm sure had a great day as well, right? So um, yeah, look, we're not going to forget that day in a hurry. Um, but yes, it, it what it was a shame, and I think, like you said, Kev, the build up to the to the goal, you know, was a very very uncharacteristic mistake from from Tyrick to to lose the ball in the middle, and then some decent build up play from Chelsea gets the ball, you know, Lofty smashes it, gets a slight deflection of Anderson, doesn't it? But yeah. you know, Butler's not saving that either way, and then another ten minutes later, and 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 it's two 0 and it's game over by that point, right? So. Yeah, a shame, but at the same time, I think, like you said, Kev, you don't go expecting, you go hoping. And yeah. we have got hope there, that's that's for sure in the stands yesterday. I think that yeah. first goal, bruv, so, sorry, Kev. No, I was no. say that, that, first, that first goal, there was, was a number of things that led to that, like you say, Tyreek got dispossessed um, sort of 10 yards outside the 18-yard line and then the ball gets whipped across and it hits... The left calf of Mark Gay, which which puts it into Ruben Loftus Cheeks, is is his path, and yes, he hits it firmly and hits it well. But again, like you said, brother, it hits uh, Yorkshire Anderson, which deflects it up. But even without that, you know, Jack Butler is not saving that. So there's a number of things which lead to that first goal, um, and Chelsea are so good that once they they're they're ahead, it's very difficult to come back into that game, especially when you're concentrating so much on the opposition that you're not sort of concentrating on, on what you can do to hurt them. Um, I, I think it was just too little, too late for Palace in terms of the substitutions and, and, and the tactical changes we've made. Sorry, Kev, I cut into you there. No, no, not at all. I think what you said there, Luke, is, is absolutely right. I mean, there, there's mostly three points which link into that, which I'd just like to make. I think I was texting lots of people or WhatsApping at the end of the game saying, for me, I just felt as though we didn't lay a glove on them in the second half. That's That was just my view. But then actually when I look at it and I've looked at all the games and we've played at Wembley when I've been fortunate enough to be there from sort of 1990 onwards, we've always had a go at teams. You know, whether we've conceded or whatever, we've always had a go, apart from Leicester in 96 when they scored with Clary Shinning one in the last kick of the game where we can't have a chance to come back at them. We've always had a go at them. Um, I think what we cannot underestimate is, as you just alluded to there, Luke, is the quality of the opposition you're playing. You know, the bottom line is we're sitting here disappointed, absolutely as we are, as we're entitled to be. But you are playing Chelsea, <laughs> the defending club champions, you know, defending European champions. They're still in, uh, sorry, they've just gone out of that. But it's only last Tuesday, they were 3-0 up against Real Madrid and, close, yeah. and coasting. And, you know, this is a very good side. They've got into this final, they were in the other domestic final. And although this isn't about bigging Chelsea up, it's not losing sight of the fact of how far we've come and how quickly. I think two weeks ago, Luke, you and I were fortunate enough to be at the Arsenal game when we absolutely harried him off the park and played brilliantly. I would have liked to have seen us play that type of way, but we were never going to be able to do that without the types of the, uh, without the collars in the ranks, etc. So I think we, 
um, perspective is everything 24 hours on or, you know, 28 hours on. And we, yeah, we are disappointed, but I think we have got to look at it and think, you know, it was Chelsea we're playing. It's not as if, no disrespect, we were playing some mediocre side. We're playing a team who's pretty much at the top of their game. Yeah, I, I think the thing to uh, to consider as part of that, Kev, is did that Chelsea that, you know, it's like you say, played 3-0 Real Madrid, or is it the Chelsea that we played who maybe, you know, didn't get going until they got that goal in the 65th minute? And I, I, I would say that both sides sort of played out a pretty mediocre first half. Yeah. And there was an opportunity for Palace to grab that game by the uh the neck. And, you know, getting from it, and that, that's why I say that the, the width and the pace and the, the the attacking aggressiveness that we bring was lacking. I think that is a missed opportunity. I think also there were, you know, from dead ball situations, I think that was our best best chance mm-hmm. yesterday. I think we said about the one in the first half. There was a corner not long before they scored, actually, that I think Czech was best to in the air and it came across the face of the goal, and then Schluppy was sort of sliding in for it back post as well. Mm, yeah. um, and then also, at 2-0, we had a, a free header at the back post that Anderson should have scored. He yeah. should have hit a target at least. Yeah, yeah I mean, it kind of, it, it looked like he kind of went to head it down, but it came out a bit funny, and it sort of, you know, went up. But mm. yeah, I, you do wonder if then, then would we kicked into gear. You know, 2-1, mm. like you say, Kev, Palace at Wembley, you know, they got the goal chasing the game. That might have got things going. So it's a bit of a game of could have, could have been. Yeah. Like some butts, as they say. But, but that's it, isn't it, brother? It's, it's, it's the fact that, you know, it was a game of few chances when you look at overall. I mean, Chelsea took theirs, you know, the deflective effort, as much deflective as you want to call it, you know, lots of streaks goal that went in. And then, you know, Mason Mount going through and, and, and poking it past Jack Butland. The fact that, you know, the fact that we had Czech, obviously, like you say, and, and Schluppy's effort and then Joach Madison, if he'd hit on target, it just mm. shows the golf in quality between the two that they took their chances and we didn't. Um, <laughs> and, and, that's the, and, that's, and that's the game, you know, that, 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 that's how it goes, unfortunately. Um, yeah. They just have the quality in the final third to, to finish it and we didn't. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, one no up is always going to be an uphill balance, uphill uh, battle against Chelsea and two nil, it's... You know, yeah. as soon as sort of Mount scored, I think he was taken off when he withdrawn um, for, for another player who yeah. Kante came on in his place. And yeah, I think they made Dalo th- Kante is going to be against playing like three players alone, isn't it, Kev? Yeah, well, they made three subs as soon as they went 2 0 up because they knew the game was done. I think they brought yeah. on, you know, when you're bringing on the luck. Likes of, I think Thiago came on, and then uh, Jorginho came on. You know, these are <laughs> these these are not bit part players; these are quality players. Um, I must admit, I think the the shining point for me was, you know, at least at two 0 you know, Elise came on, and actually I was excited when he came on because at least when he got hold of the ball. It's a bit like the old days of Balassi. You wasn't 100% sure what was going to happen, but you knew something was going to happen. So at least when he got hold of the ball, I was confident we might do it. But I still don't, I still maintain we didn't really lay a glove on them. And, that, and that's disappointing. And, and as, as I think you both alluded to earlier, when you look at the level of support and the, the, the love that the Palace players got from the fans yesterday, and it was, let's be honest, it was painful getting out of Wembley yesterday with no segregation. Lots of fun, that with the Chelsea fans. Um, you know, it was, um, it, it's just a shame. It's just a shame we didn't quite get a bit more to cheer about than we, than we saw. But that's football. And that's why we love it. 
Yeah, and, and and look, what a day out for for Palace. <laughs> you know, we had a great time as a as we a did. Um, we did. You know, many many beers were sunk. You know, ZZ's in there uh, ordering food policy. We managed to find a way around that to make sure we had a drink. Um, and that actually did proper bitter. That actually did proper beer in Wembley as well. I remember yeah. rightly before you it was Budweiser on tap. We actually had proper beer right. as well. So that that added to the to the fun. And I, and I paid three pounds seventy for a bottle of Fanta. So what can you say? Oh, <laughs> I'll never Wait. forget that one. You'll be you'll be pleased to know, Matt. Obviously, when I left you boys, I was in quite a mess, as you know. Being a lightweight who doesn't really drink beer, as you know, the fact that you'd made me drink three within forty-five minutes or fifty Major. minutes. You did. I drunk quicker than you, fella. I'm not going there. All right, we've got it on video. We've got video evidence. Don't forget it. All right, because your brother said that I drunk it quicker than you. But when we got when I got into Wembley, I'm thinking. Oh my goodness, I've just got to try and find my seat. And I sat in a seat and a bloke come back to me. He said, mate, you're in the right seat. He said, but you're about 30 rows in front of where you're meant to be. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, okay. Is that because yeah, you've yeah. fallen over 30 rows? No, no, no. I hadn't fallen over any. I couldn't I couldn't climb the stairs, mate. At my age, oh, I was I'm thinking I can't get up there. I couldn't see where the numbers were on the seats, but that's a whole different story. Anyway, it was a wonderful day, wonderful day, brilliant to, to see Palace. I think it was a shame I we couldn't get all the balloons in, I believe, because yeah. we didn't di- distribute as many balloons as we were. And I, I understood a lot of balloons were taken off people, that's right. really, yeah. before they even got in, which somewhat dampens the, the spirit of what we were trying to do. But uh, congratulations to our fans for making it a... Uh, uh, a cauldron of noise from Aaron because I, I, again I'm not saying this to be controversial I didn't hear the Chelsea fans start singing until they went 2-0 up oh, no I'm with you Kevin look that, that you're right about the balloons as far as I understand it you know there was uh, one of the people I saw on Twitter had sort of 32,500 balloons and only managed to get sort of 5,000 in because they were confiscated on health and safety grounds apparently um, not quite sure what all that was about given that there were smoke bombs and flares that were able to go into the game. But, you know, I'm sure there would be more of a health and safety risk than the Royal Balloons. But look, nonetheless, uh, that, that that half an hour, 45 minutes before kickoff will, will live long yeah. in the memory of, of many a Palace fan, you know, to be in, in, that, in, that, in that crowd, in that atmosphere. Uh, it was no words other than electric. Um, yeah, you're right, Kev. You know, I had no idea that there were Chelsea fans there until they scored. Um, and even when they did score, you know, Palace were just, you know, raising their game. And the Palace fans were, you know, out singing, out singing the Chelsea fans. You know, not, not that it counts for much, but it was certainly more of a case that Palace were there for the occasion. The Palace fans appreciated the occasion a lot more than Chelsea, who had made it their five out of the last or four out of the last five years. Uh, it's almost a bit like par for the course for them, but Palace really made a day of it and um, we, we loved it. Um, we loved it. We loved it. And where we play, we follow. Go on, Kev. What I was just going to say, though, just to measure that up, obviously we went to Baker Street Pizza Express, didn't we, boys, uh, which was good. Um, but we were next to a Chelsea pub. And they, they did fill that pub up and the atmosphere was brilliant while we were eating, wasn't it? While we were getting ready, there was good banter. That was fantastic. So, you know, they made a lot of noise in the pub, which was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And I have to say, listen, football's all about being able to take the mickey out yourselves. And I did quite like it when the Chelsea fans were singing to us as we were coming out. 
2-0 on your big day out, 2-0 on your big day out, which I thought harsh but fair. And sometimes you just have to applaud it and say, yeah, do you know what? You're right. It is our big day out. And do you know what? We've enjoyed it more than you will ever enjoy it because you just get used to it. But we will always enjoy it. And that's why I love being a Palace fan because you never know when the next time's coming. And look, Kev, you know, you'll be saving up those free dough balls from Pizza Express. Introduce <laughs> you know, to the Pizza Express app. You know, a new world has been opened up to you now, that's for sure. And that's, that goes the same for Ian as well, who I know that we're listening to this. He's, uh, he's saving up his stamps his, uh, for his free side, um, his free halloumi bites. But uh, look, in all seriousness, I think, Luke, if any of that, thing that the uh, part two that we did is is usable at all for this podcast then you know we were reflecting on the fact that you know in the concourse we we're looking around and there were people together you know that clearly families but but friends um you know a real sort of diverse crowd of, of south london there um and it was brilliant to see people coming together and you know celebrating what was a big day out for palace let's not get away from it you know part of me thinks that the FA Cup semi-final should not be at Wembley because yeah. it ruins the occasion really of the final but if you'd said to me well okay let's do that this year take away yesterday well no I'd say no way because we did have a great day it was a big day it was fantastic and yeah. you know it's those days that you know are very special and very unique to uh, fans like ours Crystal Palace and you make the most of it right you you well said your pints and you stick your end, uh, pint, pint cup on your head Kev, like you did so you know, brilliant fun, brilliant fun. I think what's nice as well is that you heard in the post-match um, from a few of the players, I think Mark Gay and, and Patrick Vieira were talking that very much the underlying uh, theme of it was, you know, that this won't be the last time that Palace will Wembley, you know, this will be the start of it. And you look at the average age of the squad, you look at our, our captain, you know, obviously was... was um, uh, Jimmy Mack, but, you know, vice-captain on the day would have been... Uh, Mark Gay, who's 21 years old. You know, we've got a very young squad, a very young team there. Uh, and if this is only the start of it, we could have, hopefully, many more days out of Wembley and we're going to have many more special days for, for Palace fans alike to to enjoy. And look, if this is the start of a fantastic journey, then, you know, let's enjoy the last seven games of the season. Uh, we've got Newcastle away on, on Wednesday evening. Um, and let's hope that we can finish the season strong. Um, and let's get on it. Can Go I just on. also say though that the run, the run of the FA Cup this year was special, right? Yeah. And we we went to the last couple of games at home, Luke. Well, all three of them since the away game, and we said the atmosphere felt special. It felt like this year could have been Palace's year, and in some ways it has been our year. You know, we've had our trip to Wembley, we've had the semi final, we had the day out we had yesterday, and you know I'll take that. I'll never forget the the run. I'll never forget yesterday and the fun we had. And yeah. so, you know, I think there's something about this FA Cup one that's special. Looking back to, you know, the Millwall game and the Mateta and Elise goals in front of the fat Millwall fans and all those sort of, you know, fun things. And then there was the, the special, unique uh, football football coming together uh, for the game in Hartlepool, obviously. Um, and and the, the amazing amount of money that was raised for, for the manager's family with his, his wife's situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was the Everton game, the 4 0. You know, there was Lampard saying each goal was rubbish and whatever he said afterwards. <laughs> it was just laughable. Average. It's, it's, it's been a really good, you know, FA Cup run for Palace this year with every round having a special moment in itself. So brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Well, look, 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 the, 
Matt, I think you're absolutely right there. I think the beauty of the FA Cup is epitomised by Palace. We see the romance of the FA Cup. Um, and you, you've only got to look to our, We've had five semi-finals now, right? We've lost three and we've won two. So we're due to win our next one, all right? Because that's the order it goes for Palace. We lost in 76 to Southampton at the bridge, all right? We then got our win against the Reds, as you well know, 32 years ago. We then obviously, unfortunately, lost to Man United in the replay with Roy King uh, becoming good friends with Gareth Southgate. Um, and, and then obviously, as we know, the Watford one. So we were due the loss, but that means that the next time it comes around, our name's on it and we will go and it will be third time lucky at Wembley because we are going to win an FA Cup and I'm hoping it's before I die. But I tell you what, if it isn't, I'm Palace till I die. I forgot the Stoke game as well, didn't I? That was another one on the run that was a special game as well. Really good game of football, that one was well, wasn't it? So, And also, look, just a real, from a sort of real geek collector's perspective here from 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 me, the programmes this year in the, mm. in the FA Cup have been brilliant. The Fantastic. Sort of, uh, you know, the nostalgic sort of look back piece has, has been really, really good. And also not forgetting Palace wore that lovely blue and white kit as well, which, um, yeah. you know, also goes down history as well, doesn't it? So... Well, it's yeah, 150 but... years, isn't it? So it's, it's the big year, isn't it? So well done, Palace. Yeah, well done. Guys, any any final lasting remarks from this year's FA Cup run you want to make before we sign off? I just want to say thanks, boys, for getting me a ticket yesterday because I know it was a, it was a tough gig after the first round of getting tickets. So to get one was just brilliant. And to be there, thank you very much. It was, it's been brilliant to be back on the pod. Um laughed so much yesterday I can't, I laughed so much with Luke and when you got there Matt it was just like Christmas mate we were having such a good chuckle and as you say Chelsea fans as well in you know the Weatherspoons at Baker Street everyone made it good atmosphere it was it was what football was all about yesterday so thank you for giving us a special day and Palace thanks for giving us a special day always yeah like you said Matthew look the magic of the cup was certainly captured by Palace and Palace fans and you know look this has been a season of transition for Crystal Palace obviously in the last half of the season it's sort of felt a bit more uh, accomplished for Palace you know obviously the start of the season was, was sort of somewhat frustrating but you know this is what we get with a young team but um, you know if this is a sign of things to come that Palace can sort of look to sort of finish in the top half of the table pushing perhaps for those European spaces in years to come and also have a decent cup run whether it be in the Carabao Cup or hopefully the FA Cup given the magic of the competition the history of it then uh, we're in a very good place to be Crystal Palace fans at the moment and um, yeah very good place up the Palace Look let's uh, leave it there what what a place to leave it I, all I, actually the only thing I'd say is I don't, I don't think I've drunk a first pint of Guinness as quickly as I did yesterday in the pub of <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, I think that then what followed afterwards meant that I felt very, very rough this morning. But there you go. <laughs> it was all part of a good, good fun day out. Look, guys, as always, that's it's point of podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks to everyone for all the kind words and everyone who's got in touch with us. Please do uh, keep dropping us your messages. We love to hear from you. Uh, more t-shirts will be in the way soon as well. So let us know if you want one of those. I'm sure Luke will be able to do uh, do something for you there. Um, guys, a pleasure as always. Great day yesterday. Great chat tonight. Um, and not forgetting, as always, up the, up the palace. palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Uh-huh.